0: A Bit Spursy listener, and welcome to the International Break uh, episode of A Bit Spursy, which is going to be more exciting than the last weekend has been, isn't it, Dan? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it's been forever since we've played. I don't know if, is that just me that has that feeling? Uh, yeah, no. No, it does. It feels like the season has ended. Yeah. Uh, to me, it <laughs> uh, the, the fact that we've got this break is, again, I mean, everyone's, already said this but it is ridiculous especially considering the World Cup is coming up like why why do we need this break so that England can go and lose embarrassingly I suppose or draw I don't I actually don't know the results I've just seen Instagram posts well I'm pretty
1: sure regards England have now been relegated to like whatever the second division of Nations League is moving oh, forward right um I still to be completely honest with you I don't have my f- head completely around the Nations League, all I see mm. is that, my understanding is that there are a bunch of different groups mm. and they're also in different tiers. So right. I think there's like three tiers possibly. And it's like, so maybe you've got four t- tier A groups, which is supposed to be p- putting the best teams against each other. Right. Then you've got the tier B, which are the next step down. And then there's, I think only maybe like two tier C groups. So that's like, you know, Moldova against Kosovo or something. Mm. Um, with the, and, and not to, not hating on the countries, but with the idea that the smaller countries that don't have as strong teams get to maybe play in more even games against each other. Mm. Um, but if it is correct that England have now been relegated into the second tier, that's uh, not probably not good World Cup prep.
0: No, 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 no. I mean, I've seen so much Gareth Southgate uh, hate, um, which is very funny because the fact that he's still there is sort of like an, uh, Ollie going scenario where it's like, yeah, yeah. He, he came in, he was the caretaker. Then he got given the job after a few good results, but is he really <laughs> the dude? And people have known this for a long time. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. I, from what I can tell and having watched some England games, the the football he plays is dog shit, but also a lot of <laughs> international football is. So,
1: yeah, but yeah, I, I think, so I remember last week, I, I think we spoke about Italy and I was like, finally, I'm going to get on Italy this year and mm. like, you know, connect with my, um, you know, heritage there and, and support them through world cup. Didn't make it. Mm. Uh, so England, cause dad's from England. So I've, I've still got the links in there, mm. but I'm not really getting that confident, um, uh, about how they're going to go. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of criticism about Southgate and the way that he sets up and he's far too pragmatic and safe and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think it's probably, it maybe in some ways, they're making the finals of, so the final of, of the Euros was the worst thing that could have happened to them hmm. because then it's yep. like, if the FA, you can't really sack your manager after making the final. No, no. They're stuck with him. They're stuck with him, but... Yeah, so now I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like maybe you're in the same boat, Barney. That it's kind of like you and I were free agents for like who we're going to support at the World Cup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've committed. I knew. Oh, you've sporting. committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Who are, you, who are you committed to? Denmark. Oh,
0: Denmark! Great shout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Denmark, as uh, Pierre put on Instagram.
1: They were pretty fun to watch in the Euros as well. Yep. And it means we just get to absolutely get obsessed even more with Hoybia Mania.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to go down Heubier Mania even further. <laughs> That's actually a really cringe yet great merch option of Hulkamania merch, but you it's Hoiber Mania.
1: Should we I think let's let's create some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's create some. <laughs> How many copyrights can we infringe in one Swift Go? Yeah, in one
0: Swift Go.
1: No, we'll we'll do we'll do that. We'll, we'll make some Yeah, um, <laughs> gear.
0: Um, and we should get Bardy to model it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. I'm I'm actually honestly surprised though that like we've spoken a lot about merch things in the past and we just haven't acted on any of them. Yeah. But I feel like now we're getting to the stage where it's time because this is like something that we would just do. Like yeah. if the idea is stupid enough to commit to, it's mm. like, well, let's, <laughs> let's put money into that.
0: <laughs> it's so easy as well. I can't believe we haven't done it.
1: Yeah. That's fine. All right. It's on the, the Bitsversey graphic
0: department is, is, is yeah. on it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, do we, I feel like this is a good, now that we're on Heiberg Mania to talk about the fact that, uh, he's been nominated for player of the month.
1: Yes, yes, Premier League Player of the Month, Mm -hmm. which I feel like he's not going to win. No. Unfortunately, purely just because all the sort of like FIFA tweens are going to go vote for like um, Rashford, De Bruyne, or or whoever. And I honestly think that like a lot of the Player of the Month voting, obviously it's popularity of clubs that comes into it too. Mm. But I think because they do put that Player of the Month in FIFA is like a bonus card with like bonus stats that I think people do go, well, Rashford, he's already pretty fast, so I want him to get, like, an even better card, so I'm going to vote for him. Mm, yeah. So poor, poor Pierre is probably not going to get very far, <laughs> far in that.
0: And he also doesn't have that, like, if Sissoko was nominated, did he ever win? I have a weird memory of him winning Player of the Month. Yeah, he could have. He, he could have. have. Uh, I don't know if that's, yeah, uh, collective fabrication or not, but the 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 thing that he had was this like cult status where it's like he can do no wrong. We're going to, if, if he gets nominated for something, everyone's going to vote for him from the Spurs fan base with a, obviously as we know, and we have discussed at length on this podcast, that's not the case with Pierre. <laughs> so uh he doesn't have that kind of like uh ironic support. There's
1: probably, in all honesty, there would be a
0: bunch of Spurs fans
1: who would be voting for De Bruyne or Rashford, uh, because they just wouldn't want more fuel for the other side of their argument. <laughs> yeah. So, because if someone used to go like, Hey, Hobie has been playing well, look, he just won player of the month. Mm. They're like, Oh yeah, but
0: what, oh, but whatever. <laughs> but at least now they're like, yeah, he can't even win player of the month, can he? <laughs> What is a month anyway? You know, like what invented by the Romans? Excuse me, I'm English. I don't listen to them. I don't even believe in the concept of a month. Yeah, I'm. I like the more Gregorian calendar. wait, yeah.
1: hang on, wait is the Gregorian calendar the one that we use? <laughs> you,
0: uh,
1: is that a no, different calendar? I no idea. It could be the same. No idea. Reg- Regards. Oh, I like the
0: Gregorian calendar. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the best one. Months go for three years. Yeah, that's it's way better. Um, yeah. And I follow the moon, but isn't that what our months are based on? I don't believe in the moon. <laughs> You'll never catch me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not chasing you. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I voted for Pierre. I'm, so did I. I'm well honest there. Uh, Is
1: voting for player of the month, is that something you're allowed to talk about? Like, you know, people don't really talk about who they vote for politicians. And mm. it, it's like, you can't ask people like for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. But player of the month is that under the same sort of like secrecy as well? <laughs> yeah.
2: uh,
0: yes, yes, yes. I feel yes. like it's the same. It's the same kind of level of um, privacy that needs to be given to people's political choices on the day. It's the same, yeah. especially you know when you're voting for such an uh, with with such an establishment as um, EA and FIFA twenty three, <laughs> known to be fair, just. Um, uh, rooted in reality, um, (laughs) uh, valid, reliable. So yeah, absolutely. I would love it if someone
1: came along and they're just like, you know, anti-corruption in football and they're like, and for some reason, they just got fixated. Maybe they're a, I don't know, FIFA player or something. And they just got so fixated on this. They're like, we're getting rid of the digital player. It's gone back to the, back to the polls, back to the ballot boxes, you got to come down and vote in person;
0: otherwise, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No digital voting. You got to come down. <laughs> can't trust the digital votes. <laughs> um, I actually, speaking of FIFA, have the new one downloading right now.
1: How do you have the new one?
0: What's downloading?
1: Wait, the, is it the pre-release something?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I can't ask you how it's uh, going because you have. How's the download going? <laughs> I think it's going well. I think the download's going well. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get on there and um, buy some of that virtual currency, <laughs> buy trading card packs. Um, awesome. Can't wait for that. Um,
1: Next week, so Barney, good. we're going to have to record in a tent because you would have, like, been sold everything in your
2: home.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's uh... <laughs> like...
2: Don't worry, though, it's all right, because I got Mbappe. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Gold. I don't really understand any of the terminology around that ultimate team because I only played seasons or manager mode. So uh, right. that whole thing is lost on me, the whole thing. I've tried before and then I've been like, I'll put him next to him and I've got a red line between them. Oh, what? And then just <laughs> check out immediately.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I got into it a little bit last year. Um. Mm. But it just like, it's, it is quite addictive. And I mean, that's what the whole model preys on <laughs> yeah, yeah, being addictive, but they do have those different things. So it's like, you got to get your team chemistry, right? You got to do this. You got to do that. You get everything else. And I find what happens is you spend ages like doing all this, trying to like, you know, win games, get some coins, so then you can get a pack and then you just get given rubbish players. And then you just turn the PlayStation off and go, what am I doing with my life? This mm. is, I've wasted three hours here doing mm. absolutely nothing constructive um and I've set myself back a day with work <laughs> like it's just yeah. it becomes an absolute mess, but I find that the thing that is kind of annoying is that like Spurs just aren't very good on there, no um which is like you know the ratings have come out, and it's like there's just no respect on our players at
0: all no no, and I feel
1: like this is something that even people who don't play FIFA come in to bat for their team when their players yeah. don't get improved ratings um and ours have been just like. Absolutely hatcheted together. It's rubbish.
0: Yeah, it's so bad. And it's just based on nothing. Like it's well, no, what it's based on is uh they've got a very faulty model of what is a good player in FIFA versus what isn't. And then to balance those things out, they then if if they're not, you know, if you're not playing as Mbappe, who has is the fastest man in the world on the game. Like, then, like, with our team, like, some of the, like, Harry Kane's gotten slower. He's, um, something else has gotten worse for him. I think maybe his passing's gotten worse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Hoybia, I think, has gotten slower too. Um, what else? Oh, Romero got slower.
1: Yeah. Romero's um, like, his overall, he's, he's gone up one to 83. But I'm like, mm. come on, this guy's better than that. Yeah. Um, Kulisevsky is unchanged. And I'm like, what the hell? Like the rest of the world just, are we living in some sort of simulation here where in our heads as Spurs fans, we're just being fed images of Kulisevsky that make him look great. Yet everyone else in the world just still thinks he sucks.
0: Like what, what is going on? Yeah. It's so confusing. I really, and the other thing is that's so broken is that because it seems like the ratings are all league relative so like I remember when we signed um Fazio he came in at 80 was it 80 or 81 or 82 um and then very quickly <laughs> he dropped because mm. in the Spanish league in the role that he was playing he was rated as that like there's no validity across leagues nor across roles like it's not like this uh player is really good Deli Alli is really good playing behind Kane but he's a midfielder. But if you play him in the midfield, he's not very good. It's yeah. just like eighty three. Just... <laughs> <laughs> what? It makes it makes no
1: sense. Like how Harry Kane is like, I think he's like sixty eight for pace or something. I'm like, mm. Kane's not that. He's not that slow. Like he's not yeah. quick, but mm. he's not that slow. Um, mm. He's a bit better than that. But yeah, look, you know, you're already downloading new FIFA. I will. Now I've found this out, I will probably download it as well. So it's not going to keep us away from the
0: game, but um, just let, let's let just have a bit more, bit more respect for Spurs players so we can
1: have a bit more fun with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think for one second I'm not going to stay up until midnight tonight so that I can play it the minute it comes out for early yeah. release? Of course I'm going to do that. Do I hate <laughs> FIFA? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's this thing that everyone collectively hates yet
1: can't stay. Because there's no competitor at the moment and mm. we know that they're like, Pro Evo have just absolutely just screwed up their yeah. whole um their whole system. Although you could argue they've got like 400 million users on mobile. Oh. Um so maybe they've just like uh, I don't know how, but they've 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 gone down that path. Mm. But there's no alternative here. So we're kind of like forced to play it until there's all these games in the works that are apparently coming out, but there's no release dates or anything. Mm. And there's just you can't really get excited without evidence to suggest a game is going to be good. Cause all yeah. it's just a case of like, we're changing football as you know it. Mm. Oh, we're coming up with new hyperspeed, motion-censored, mo- motion-controlled mode, and that's going to revolutionize the industry. And you're like, <laughs> this is judge's jargon at this stage. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean anything.
0: Well, the other thing is like, if a new game was to come out as a competitor to FIFA, like how are they going to compete with the fact that FIFA has the rights to all the major teams. They have like motion tracking on all the big players. So they actually run in the game, like how they run. Like, you know, they've got face mapping. They've got all this. Like you're gonna have to come at it from a purely gameplay point of view where it's like the gameplay is so much better than FIFA that then people start playing it anyway, even though Tottenham's called um the White Chickens or something. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah that it's it it's interesting I like, I find these other um these other like I, a UFL I think it's UFL is one of them and I mm. I feel like they've signed up Ronaldo um yeah. as like their spokesperson or something and then there's another one and I feel it's like they it's goals or something like that and I'm not sure if they've got a spokesperson or if they've gone the path that they normally go to where it's like
2: well who can we get to sign up on, as a cover athlete cuz no one wants to talk to us and so <laughs> they're just going around trying to find like anyone that they can, like, put on the cover and say, oh, we found someone in League Two. He's pretty good. He scored a goal this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's our official athlete now. <laughs> Adebayor is our official athlete.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're
2: making a new game set in 2012
0: only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, see, that actually would be a, if you could – um, and this is my idea. So if you want to steal it, you got to pay me. But if, <laughs> if a competitor came out and released a game that was set in 1995 and the whole thing was retro and it was all old players, then you could maybe get away with, because then it's like, well, if you're playing the 95 Premier League or whatever year and you're playing with those mm-hmm. players, then, I mean, you'd still not want to play with Spurs, but there would be some kind of nostalgic value to that, that covers the basis of the fact that FIFA has everything else. Oh yeah.
1: Like, I think that would definitely work because like if, when I, and I see there's so few details about these other games that you're not sure exactly what they're doing it, but they seem to kind of be replicating this model. Even though they're saying that they're to compete with FIFA, they're still doing the same thing of having this ultimate team type scenario mm. where it's like collecting players and doing that. But then they're also saying, but we're not paid to win. So I was like, mm. well, how are you going to operate then? If you're not mm. paid to win, you still have to like collect players. Um, whereas like a, yeah, a mode that was set. And I would love the specificity, like, like you're saying of like, it's just set in one year. It's like mm. 1995, not even just like in the nineties, um, but like 95 mode, that would be great. Cause if you're Spurs, you can play with Klinsman. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, there'd be. Yeah, and I'd love it as well if it was like a, in a season that was just not really eventful for anyone either. Like <laughs> yes. there was,
2: it's like, what, what year What year have you gone for? Well, we only got rights to 1995. They were going pretty cheap. So that's all we've got. There's no Maradona or anything,
0: but it's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, we went to the auction of the years of the game that we could buy and we didn't have that much uh, in the kitty. So we just went with 95. um did you know the famous nike shoe the um air max 95 came out then so every player's wearing those they're pretty cool (laughs) yeah look you might remember too
1: in 95 there was no world cup so what we've done is we've actually we've just created world cup 95 (laughs) and it's it's set in germany it's really cool um so a bit of a different take on history then as well
0: Yeah, what I can't believe is that you're right, all the like proposed games that are going to be a competitor, all of them have that kind of like ultimate team trading card thing where it's like, but we're not like FIFA because you can't just buy the best players with real cash it's like, what if you just marketed a game and, and said, we're not going to try and push gambling on children? Like if that was your, if you were just like, that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to try and make children addicted to gambling. Yeah. Probably be quite successful. But instead it's like, we are doing the same thing, except slightly <laughs> different. Yeah.
1: And I think it, it comes from like, the big question I always feel that is when someone says we're releasing something for free. Which a lot of these games are talking about, they're like releasing for free. And like Evo did it with eFootball, they released it for free. So as soon as it's for free, it's like, okay, one, it's probably going to be crap and it's going to need a lot of updates and it's going to take you years to get it right. Cause you can be like, well, it's free. So you should be happy. Mm. Two, you're going to have to make money somehow. So there's going to be some kind of element with microtransactions in there eventually. Like, mm. so you really just do need these companies to go, Hey. I mean, when you say you do need them to, it's like in our utopia where everything works really, where everything's nice and, and we all eat popcorn and, 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 Mm. you know, dance in the rain. Um, it's like, it would just be great to go, Hey, here's how we're going to make money from the game. We're going to charge this much. We're also getting like X from this or whatever, but being very transparent about that. Which is the only way that it actually gives you confidence that they're not going to resort to any of these loot box gambling type models or microtransactions or any of that sort of stuff to like, you know, get you addicted to the game with free gameplay. And then it's like, well, now you're addicted.
2: Mm. Oh, why don't you come in here into our little cubby house and play? Oh,
0: it just costs a dollar. It's just yeah. a dollar. <laughs> one dollar to come in. And if you pay that one dollar, well, guess what? You might get to play as a full team populated entirely by people that look like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, one dollar. All right,
2: yeah. I love Darth Vader. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. He'll be real good at penalties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be awesome. All right.
1: Um, and then it just, it just happens. The cycle continues. So mm. unless we get that point, um, and I would love it if we got that point, but that's just... Yeah, I'm just so sick of these scenarios because as soon as these companies as well, as soon as they, like, you know, get investors or shareholders or anything like that, suddenly all their profit, also their focus is making a profit. And what's the most profitable way to do this is go pay to win. So they're yeah. all like, you know, it's all going to go down that same same sort of path. And yeah, let's, let's have some more throwback games that it's got to be like an indie developer who... Mm doesn't really care about making money (laughs) and
0: just doing it for the love. Well, like, you know, Elon Musk, instead of trying to blast yourself into space, just make a really good football game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love, like uh, you know, Elon Musk at any of his press conferences now, someone just gets hooked on this idea.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Elon, Elon, it's it's Dorian from RetroGaming.net. You made (laughs) any progress on the soccer game yet?
0: <laughs> that would actually be a really good way to get that happening as opposed to being like would you just being like how's the soccer game going have what where are you up to yeah. in development <laughs> <laughs> we know you've spoken about the game before
1: yeah now, what's the latest on that <laughs> You're like what are you talking about? like you just will it into existence by the <laughs> yeah. sheer like not stubbornness a all right. That's uh, after the Hoybeer Mania merch, there's the the next one to go down.
0: Yeah, that's the next the next route. Um the uh I guess the big thing in terms of the international break is that Dyer has finally reclaimed his spot in the England squad. And I don't know if you saw the footage of him going bananas at Harry Maguire. Um it's very funny.
1: No, I haven't seen that. What what happened?
0: Maguire like misjudges a ball coming in and then clears it out for a corner but didn't need to at all and Dyer is just doing his nut at him and it's very very funny
1: that doesn't sound like Harry Maguire at all Barney
0: yeah I know it was a huge uh deviation from his usual sort of (laughs) calm uh excellent centre-back play
1: yeah um I feel like I want to watch this incident now because I love I love that. Like, I feel like Eric's, he'd be pretty demanding on the field. Mm. Like, I mean, to survive in that center back role, especially when, you know, managers like Conte Mourinho, and and whatnot, like it's, it's a pretty demanding sort of, you know, position to play. Yeah. I, I think he would, I, I would love to see him just get like, just replace Maguire, just drop Maguire, just let, let it go. <laughs> like, um, it, it's... He's you know he's rubbish for Manu. I, I don't know if he's even starting for Manu anymore. I don't think he is. Oh, he's just such a lump. Mm. And I just want to see Dyer like I guess that's why when we're talking about World Cup teams earlier, I still really I'd still want England to do well if Dyer is in the squad, if Kane's in the squad. Like oh same. Well, I still want them to do well and I'd love to see that happen. And I mean it'd be such a great story for for Dyer in terms of his like redemption arc. Because I think he's been out of the team for what, like three years, four years mm. maybe? Um, and then if he came back in and did something and actually played regularly, like, that'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It would be fantastic. Um, and on the World Cup, um, there is, a, I don't know as much about this as you do, but in terms of the rainbow armbands that, the thing that's happening.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, very well publicized all the issues with the World Cup and Qatar and just, you know, no comments from anyone. No no none of the national teams, none of the captains, none of the uh associations, no one. No <laughs> one's piped up in what 12 years, 10 years since Qatar won this bid. Um, but now, two months out from the tournament, um some of the captains are getting together and they're wearing they're saying, Oh, we're gonna wear an armband, which is like it's a multicolored one and it's it's a one love armband and it's supposed to um promote unity and all that. And it's like I as a standalone idea, great, love it. Mm. But I'm just like is it, this is far too late from anyone now to only beginning to two months out. And now suddenly it's like, well, we're going to wear an armband because that's all we can do. And it's like, no, you, you have mouths, you can speak <laughs> like you could have piped up about this um, a long time ago, mm. rather than just go in a ways like a bit of a silent protest of like, oh, well, we're going to wear armbands that mm. sort of show solidarity. And cause it's, it's, me- messed up because I'm pretty sure in Qatar, like
0: same-sex marriages and relationships and everything is illegal. Oh, it's so far down the line that any kind of homosexual act is illegal, let alone being in a relationship or being married. Like it's, um, that's, yeah, that's where they're at.
1: Totally. So I'm like, I'm not saying like, this is not that thing of like, oh, put the armbands away, don't do anything. Dah, dah, dah. I'm like, no, no, more than this is definitely what's needed now. You you can't just do this and stop here. Like, you need to go well past this and actually speak out about it and still not kind of talk in riddles of, like, well, this will send a clear message that we're wearing the armband. It's like, yeah, <laughs> what is the message you're sending? Yeah, exactly.
0: Say what it. What is the message? What is the message? It's it's like um, there is a specific name for it, but greenwashing is the one that's coming to mind in terms of, like, companies that are like, you won't believe this, but actually... 50% of all our products use recycled plastic and then you like look into where they get that recycled plastic from and they're like we pull it out of the stomach of birds and they die <laughs> when we do it and you're like oh great okay cool awesome um it's uh I don't know whether it's called like queer washing or something like that where two months before this uh, competition that has disrupted the usual football calendar um, has resulted in the deaths of thousands of people who are not dissimilar from slaves in the amount of money they were being paid to work in incredibly dangerous conditions to build these stadiums. So, But don't worry, guys, because punk is not dead we've got (laughs) we've got these sweet armbands and it's gonna be awesome
1: yeah and it's like um i just want to make very clear as well like i'm behind this armband idea as one thing but this can't be
2: it
0: (laughs) oh totally yeah yeah i mean like go for it. it but it's like you can't just wear an armband and be like it's almost like trying to um be, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's not neutral. It's like you are abstaining yourself from criticism because you're like, well, no, hang on. Well, when I was playing, I was wearing the armband. So yeah, well, I know. Yeah. My participation in this is I'm just where, I was wearing the armband, So you can see where I stand. It's- you saw the armband, right?
1: Mm. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah. Once I had the armband on, I didn't think I needed to say anything further.
2: Mm.
1: It's like, no, you do. You do. <laughs> please, 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 please. Um, because yeah, like, and apparently, so, um, you know, FIFA haven't given, haven't given permission, um, for this to happen yet. Um, Mm. and also Qatar are not happy about it, but but Mm. they're not happy because they weren't consulted or something like that. Mm. And it's like, what's that, what's that consultation going to be? Um, uh, hi, hi there. Uh, hi there, Qatar. Um, we think you're wearing armbands to, um, you know, just, just, you know, I don't know, protest your, your stance on, on you know, same-sex relationships, marriages and acts and everything like that. So are you cool with that? What's their response going to be like? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, that's fine. Please. Mm. (laughs) Please go ahead and do that. They're going to be like, no, don't you even think about it. Mm. And it's like, that can't then be the answer, which is like, all right, all right, no worries, we won't do it then. Because it's like the more people that piped up about it now, what are Qatar going to do? Are they just going to not hold the World Cup if, like, if everyone started erupting um, over this? No. Like... It's worth so much to them and they've spent so much money on it. Like this is, it just like, it it just irritates me that this is the only thing that I've heard from any players, any associations, any managers, anyone speaking out up to this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I understand the complex. It's very easy for us to be like, why haven't the players done anything? Because there is so, you know, younger players, especially if you're getting picked for the international squad and so you're going to the World Cup, you're probably only going to get one, two, maximum three of these in your career. This might be the only one that you go to. If you then say, I don't want to go because of X, Y, and Z, which is perfectly valid, then the whole thing is so corrupt. And, uh, you know, like it doesn't, I don't agree with it. They're just going to go, oh, okay. Um, all right, bye. The problem is that then there's also the, the more senior players, like say Harry Kane. If Harry Kane came out and said, I'm not playing. I'm not interested in being involved in something like this, considering the beliefs. Sure, we on this podcast would be like, wow, go on, Harry, awesome. He would get crucified in the English press. Uh, and then there would be the very ugly realization that homophobia is extremely prevalent in our Western open societies as well. Um, and it, it just wouldn't, there wouldn't be this unification of like, yeah, it's cooked. Because there's too much monetary interest in it. Um, that's my, that's my analysis. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, I get, I totally get that. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I I, I agree. Someone standing up isn't just going to kind of change the world uh, mm. with one move there. But I'm just like, we've got like, you got to have a go. Like someone has to. Um, I don't know if a lot of these players as well are put off by what happened to Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, possibly, mm. where it's like, um, when he took a stand, um, he's end up his career, like his, his NFL career, um, you know, just tanked after that and no one would take him. He was basically kicked out of the league. Mm. So I wonder if that was, and I see, I don't know if the NFL have come back now and said like, oh, maybe this wasn't the best way we handled it or like owners or someone. So that could have possibly happened recently. But I wonder if these athletes have sort of seen something like that happen and it's like, you know, they they may be just concerned about what are going to be the personal ramifications to them. But mm. in all honesty, like, you know, you've got, like, I can't see a club like Spurs, if you've got Harry Kane coming out and supporting something like this, that the club is then going to go, oh, no, you can't talk about these sort of things. Oh, uh, no. You can't yeah. do it. You're going to do that. So even if it resulted in something for the national team, there would be so much pressure as well for like, well, just because this player is outspoken in this way, you can't, um, just drop him from that team. And I know this sounds good, like, you know, we've spoken about Lucas Moore and gone like, we don't like his views. We want him out of the team. Yeah, But we're also saying when we say we don't want him at the club, like, or we don't want him in the national team, like, you know, ultimately it's still the person picking the the team who's got to make that call as well. Mm. Um, yeah. But like, I guess at the end of the day, Lucas Mora's views, like without going back into this again, there are a lot of those which are a lot more harmful than if we're getting opinions to stand up and support someone
0: Mm.
1: um, instead Mm. rather than condemning them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the other sort of glaring of issue or factor that accompanies this is that, you know, the captains are going to wear rainbow armbands that promote one, you know, one love and love's the same regardless of who you love, is that we don't have an openly queer uh, Premier League footballer or any footballer in the top leagues in England or Italy or Spain or France. There's one guy in Australia who uh, came out, but apart from that, there's no one. So it's like, well, we can support them and wear these armbands if we want, but the fact is that statistically there would be quite a few players that um, would be, you know, their sexuality would deviate from... Um, the heteronormative kind of perspective, but they don't feel comfortable enough to state it publicly because of the press and the fans and the attitudes of people. So it's like, well, we're not, you know, it's not this big resistance act. It's, it's, It's nothing. It's really, at the end of the day, nothing. And I'm not, again, like you said, I'm not saying don't wear it, sure, wear it. But like you said, if this is it, it's pretty sad.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think as well, like we've, I think we have seen though, that like there are other movements that have happened over the last few years that even if on the outset we go, ah, oh, someone's speaking up, it's not really going to do much to this industry, which is too powerful. But then you can say like, no, actually it these things can gain momentum. It's got to start somewhere, but they can go momentum and then actually end up causing change mm. from that. Um, and so, but yeah, it's like, we really do need like a top world-class player, someone who's kind of like a bit untouchable in a sense, because once they get to that level, like their voice is so much more powerful than say a young up and coming player who's trying to make it in, in the league, in a team, and is so worried about doing anything to affect their career at all. Um, but if you've got someone like Kane, like, you know, these elite players in the world, like their voices are so, so powerful and... You know, imagine if like Ronaldo came out and was speaking about this, as opposed to him just going and having photos with Jordan Peterson, like, mm. <laughs> yeah, like how, you know, I think there's, there is, there is just so much room and I kind of, I'm over the like argument or the defense of like, ah, well, nothing's going to really change anyway. And, and also like, ah, we'll keep politics out of football. And it's like, no, this is not like politics stuff. This is like human rights things. And there's a big difference there.
0: But also that denial of, you know, it's like when um, the, during the Euros, the German national team wanted to light the Allianz Stadium up in rainbow colors when they were playing Hungary because Mm. of Hungary's attitude. And the Mm. UEFA was like, no, 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 you can't do that because um, we're apolitical. We're an apolitical organization. It's like bullshit. Everything is political. (laughs) Like everything you do is political, um, regardless of whether you mean it to be or not. And saying it's apolitical is just the biggest coward move. Totally. And like, so, yeah, I'm over that. It's like, yeah, everything, everything uh, football is apolitical, but Ronaldo can get a photo with Jordan Peterson, who, uh, if you look him up, <laughs> is very strongly swayed yeah. to one particular side <laughs> of politics. Incredibly so. Incredibly. So, well... That is it's like that's not political. It just they just get on. So oh do they? There's good mates.
2: They just <laughs> hang mates. out. They yeah. don't even talk when
1: they hang out. It's no pol- no politics are discussed. <laughs> yeah. They just play table tennis and that's it.
0: Yeah. No, they just oh, okay. they talk about the weather.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um you're you're right though, like FIFA, it's like where do you think about it? like the whole the Qatar being given a world cup is a political move <laughs> because yeah. it's Qatar trying to sports wash and get there, you know, and it's like clever in the sense of Qatar 10 years ago, I've gone like, Hey, we're going to get on the sports washing thing early. Mm. Um, so I don't want to praise that, but I'm like, what I'm saying is like, it was a very politically calculated move from them mm. and to give FIFA lots of money to make it happen. So then he yeah, had to be like, no, we're not political though. We're not absolutely not political at all. Mm. And it's like you are making a political statement. Mm. by ignoring all the atrocities that are happening in Qatar and Mm. supporting this World Cup and trying to silence anyone speaking up against it.
0: Mm. I mean, the very fact that after or post the decision, you know, having been made, that then they were like, oh, we should say that every single person involved was corrupt, Sepp Blatter especially, but we are still going to go ahead with the World Cup in Qatar, even though we know that the decision was corrupt. (laughs) And I feel like as Australians... We are so bitter about this because we bid for it, like it could be happening in australia um and we didn't get it and it's like but then the other thing is you look at who voted, and it's like I think Australia got like a vote, you know yeah. or <laughs> you know all your your Western democracies voted for Qatar. And I was like, okay, great, cool. All right. So what's this then? What's this? It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're happy for you to have it. In fact, we'll vote for you to have it, but we're pissed off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it, it's like, um, like
1: how, you know, David Beckham, the, you know, the, he's like the official spokesman of the World Cup or whatever that is and all that. Mm. And it's like this bullshit of just like, um, Oh no, but like, you know, I'll wait in line to see the queen. Cause I'm just a like common folk guy, just <laughs> hanging out. I'm not like, you know, I'm just, I'm a good dude. I'm a good dude here. And then say, like, what about like the 10 million pounds or whatever you've been paid by, the world, <laughs> by FIFA to like be the world cup spokesperson. You want to you talk about any of that stuff or just how get, you know, footage of you standing in line showing, you know, paying your respects to the queen.
0: Yeah. It's like, well, well, I mean, it's sports washing. That's what it is. Like, I'm just a good guy. I don't really buy into all the horrible stuff, but I'm not going to say anything against it because yeah. I'm just a regular guy. It's like, that is sports yeah. washing. You You're an agent in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And I bet that either midway through or towards the end of the World Cup, there'll be a couple of uh, Sky pundits that are like, A lot of people doubted Qatar, but I've got to say, this was a really enjoyable World Cup. And you will be like, oh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Great. Yeah, nice. You're a good person. Definitely. Um,
1: It also just seems like if there are anything, any other little measures that are coming out of this, they are, they are seem, they've, like, it's very tokenistic in a sense. Like, apparently... um, you know, the England players are going to meet some migrant workers on arrival when they yeah, get there.
0: What? Yeah, like, I read that.
1: What? Oh, okay, great. That fixes everything. Yeah, done. Um, apparently, there's like, you know, the, the, the FA is lobbying FIFA for an update on legislation around migrant workers and compensation for any injury or death during construction. And it's just like, what? We're doing this now after like 6,000 people have died? Like, mm. When we knew that this was happening this whole time, like yeah. to just come now and go like, well, actually, we've thought about it, FIFA, and maybe you could give out some compensation, <laughs> yeah.
0: two free tickets to two a semi-final,
2: fri- yeah, <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> two free tickets to a semi-final, but in Category C seating, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't want them mixing, yeah, um, it's like it's it's just you know we could go
1: on about this all day because it's just like it's a, it's a, it's just a complete mess. It's such a mess.
0: And the reason why it's happening now, the last thing I'll say on this, is because it's it's happening. Because it's a couple of months away and it's not going to get derailed. And so now all of a sudden people are able to – because they want it to go ahead, right? Yeah. So they're able to sort of go, oh, but um, actually we'd like compensation and the England players are actually – they're actually going to meet the migrant workers. They're going to say hello to them. Um, So that's – yeah, it's like – you're only doing this because it's the world cup is secured in the sense it's happening.
1: Totally. Definitely. And again, and and it plays in the same point as well. Just say like all up for like, yeah, great. Meeting with the migrant workers. Cool. Great. Awesome. But like, again, it can't stop there. It can't. Mm. And these acts just can't be these little things, which it's like, you need to throw a voice behind it all. You can't just have these little, like almost just photo ops of like, Oh, great. Here's the team meeting some workers who build the stadium. Mm. It's like, great. Now talk about it.
2: (laughs) Mm. Mm.
0: And the other thing is it's like you are manipulating those workers because those workers, if they're meeting Harry Kane, Ronaldo, Sterling, whoever, of course they're going to look stoked. Like anyone's going to look stoked. Right? But that doesn't take away from the conditions that they worked under or if they lost friends because there were six thousand of them that died, like. But this is a nice moment. Like, of course, you're going to be happy about it. Like, yeah. Anyway, totally. The, the yeah. thing I wanted, to, which is uh, a more positive thing around the World Cup, is through my uh, work connection, I got to try. They're integrating a new concussion test for this World Cup using VR, and I got mm. to try the VR concussion test that they will use. And um, I was very concerned when I was doing it that they were going to say I had a concussion when I didn't. Oh, right. um, <laughs> They're going to say that is... they had to concuss you beforehand so you could yes. test it properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wish they'd concussed me. Um, <laughs> but it was unreal. It, like, takes the – basically what it does is takes the uh, subjectivity out of concussion testing. So as opposed to a doctor who is doing, you know, the best concussion tests that we could do. There's now uh something that monitors your the VR headset that has cameras that point back at your eyes mm. and you follow dots across a screen and there's a whole bunch of different things that um different measures and subtests that you do. Um yeah, it's amazing. It's very, very cool.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's good to see, you know, these other technological advances coming in for You know, because VAR has been slated like good, bad, whatever we talk about Mm. all the time. Um, But it's good to see like, yeah, how in other ways is is technology actually advancing the game? Um, Mm. This is a really interesting way to do it. Um, I would just hate the idea that if FIFA get their hands on this or someone and it's like suddenly then uh, they put on the headset and then there's these microtransactions for like, you know, would you like a concussion test? That's (laughs) one pound. Uh, mm. <laughs> swipe your card, Rodrigo Benton and
0: yeah. you can get the test right now. Yeah. Or it'll be like, <laughs> so you could have the standard concussion test that is uh, reliable at about 50%.
2: Yeah. Or if
0: you buy the gold pack concussion test, that's 99% reliable. Which one? <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome.
1: And then you've just got Southgate on the bench like, where's my damn credit card? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I need to get the test so I can get him back on. What's it's, going on? Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! This waistcoat's got so many pockets. <laughs> well, that's the card. Oh no, that's my, that's my card for Tesco's.
0: <laughs> pocket watch, pocket watch, pocket watch. Why have I got so many pocket watches? <laughs> Would you take a pocket watch instead? <laughs>
1: no, Gareth. We've been warned. We cannot. Yeah, we cannot, we cannot accept any more of your pocket watches as payment. <laughs> yeah.
0: Stop wearing a waistcoat. Yeah. You ridiculous man. Well, who, who do you think you are? Ralph Hassenhutel? Yeah, he pulled it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looked
1: fantastic. Um, it, it is great, though. It is great. It is honestly great, though. Um, and, yeah, very exciting. Very exciting that you get to, you know, experience that and, and see what really is kind of cutting-edge tech coming up.
0: Oh, it's unreal. Like, it is phenomenal. And the fact that the the whole protocol of it is that If there is a head injury, you you know, it's quick as well. So it's not uh, a player could have a head knock, come off, get tested. In the same time, they'd get tested by a doctor. In fact, it might even be quicker because they don't have to wait afterwards. So you could do it, determine it, and then either be like, you shouldn't go back on or send them back on. Um, And then also you can repeatedly test post-game compared with a baseline uh, and see if there's, you know, improvement or what's going on. It's it's very, very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing lots of players on, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I hope I see no players wearing VR headsets wobbly, <laughs> wobbling as they walk around on the sidelines. But, uh, yeah, it's it's great.
1: I love it. There was a player on the bench who just, like, wanted to, like, I don't know, do some gaming or something. They were just getting bored and they, they brought their own VR headset along.
0: And
2: they're just like,
1: no, no, I'm just doing a concussion test. No, don't worry. No, no, no. Mm. No, I'm not playing mm. Candy Crush. What are we talking about? It's a concussion test. So like yeah. you've been doing it for three games in a row, 90 minutes each. <laughs> yeah. Just want to make sure. Just really just want to really make sure. really want
0: to make sure. I will <laughs> yeah. say, if you, having done it, if a player does have a concussion and they do it, I do not see a world in which they don't throw up. It is <laughs> <it's>, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so
0: much of it is so nausea inducing. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I wonder, can it show, um, yeah. let's just say, all right, let's say, Barney, you and I, were in the, we're in the Australia team, we're, we're training, mm. we're training. We have a bit of a clatter at training mm. before the game, game yep. in a day's time. And it turns out that maybe I did get a concussion from that. I get another knock in the game. Is there a way, like, will it show concussions that say haven't happened immediately? Um, is there a way to even tell the difference between if a concussion's happened in that moment, or if there is something lingering from previous, uh, a previous incident? Like, is there anything around that?
0: so you take a baseline on everyone first uh and it might be that the baseline for that person's uh cognitive um functioning is lower because they've got residual um damage from a concussion but that's their baseline right so that's where yep. you're going from so then if you got a concussion uh in training and then we tested you and you i mean assume it wouldn't be a concussion if we allowed you to play but just say you did mm. then we would be able to definitely tell that there was a gap there was a gap between the head knock uh if there was a gap between the training head knock and the game head knock it would show yeah if there was no change and it was just residual like then that's probably good because then the head knock that you got in the game it hasn't further affected your brain.
1: Yeah. I guess I wanted to like how, yeah, do, do teams use this outside of games as well? Like do Mm. they, or do, do players have to get tested, say before they actually take the field and take part in games?
0: So the idea would be if, so say every team, every player gets an initial test, um, and then as part of the test protocol, you have to say, have you had a head knock in the last blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they would, if they identified an issue, you would get tested three times in one week um, to see if there was change or if if there was residual uh, effects or whatever. Um, in terms of training, yeah. So if a player did have a head knock, they would be tested during training. Um Until they were cleared to play, basically, yeah, and then even after that you would do a, I think it's one more test after that to check that after they 've been cleared to play that there's definitely no residual uh effects yeah because um, yeah.
1: I, I guess I'm just wondering from the point of view of like if you 've got say Messi suiting up for Argentina, mm. um you know, getting on a bit <laughs> might not be around for the next World Cup, gets a little knock in training. Um, is that something, you know, and they're, they're in the final in a couple of days time, is there a way to kind of like sweep that under the rug a little bit and then just hope that he doesn't get another knock during the game that then forces a test to happen then? Um, cause I well, mean, the stakes are so high at a world cup that I'm sure players would want to lie about scenarios to, to play.
0: Totally. Well, then it comes down to the uh, ethics of the team doctor, basically, because they're the one that's going to be, um, delivering or administering the test. And so if they see the head knock and then go, oh, finals in one day's time, it didn't look that bad. We just won't do anything. That's, that's them. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm sure that happens all the time. Um, it's not like, you know, eventually maybe we'll build a mech suit robot that's like you hit your head and then it uh chains the player down yeah. forces the VI to on them but no it's just down to that that's at that point it's then human decision making or human error
1: i love it if there were these giant mech robots just like patrolling training grounds and they were just <laughs> scanning all the areas for like head knocks and stuff mm. and these mm. were like by the associations these were brought in um <laughs> And I guess in this scenario, it's FIFA, instead of addressing any of the things we talked about previously, they've mm. gone like, no, don't worry. We're addressing some things. We've got, we've got 10 foot tall mech robots <laughs> to scan for concussions, to make mm. sure that our,
0: our golden boys are good for the games. <laughs> yeah. Could you not have used these robots to build the stadiums? Oh, uh, <laughs> mm, it doesn't work mm, like that. No,
2: oh, it doesn't yeah, work like that.
0: Not, didn't you make them? And so you could make them work like that. Uh, um, <laughs> I think you might have a concussion, sir.
1: Here, yeah. Macrobot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Real Madrid's like training wall that they built for free kicks. The like, apparently it's like a million, million dollar, million pound, whatever, like training wall where it like automates the jumping
2: mm. to happen. <laughs> and it's like,
1: you, you spend a million on it. Like, you could have done so many, so many better things with a oh. million dollars. Give that yeah. to some charity or something. And then just like, I don't know, have guys hold the wall up or just make taller people in the wall to, to get to the top height of that. But Ooh. it's like, no, we spent
0: a million on this. How wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like a glorified theater curtain. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing?
1: So it's so ridiculous. Um, yeah. I guess what this, this probably gets us onto something when we're talking about free kicks. Uh, mm. Son has scored again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what, three free kicks this year? Um, I don't know if, it, this happened this week, didn't it? We didn't yes, it did. Yeah. Week. Yeah. It yeah. just happened. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the South Korea kit looks absolutely gorgeous. The oh, it's phenomenal. Kit. It's so good. Um, but yeah, scores another free kick. And I'm just like, you know, if Deson send clips in the group chat to Harry and just being like, oh, you know, another free kick here, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Harry just leaves it on red. Like, <laughs> yeah. cause they've, they're so close. Like they would obviously... Like, Harry would be aware that Son is scoring free kicks for fun for Korea now. So,
0: Gianni. (laughs) let's Yeah, come on, man. What are you doing? I just, like, how does it, um, we've talked about this before, but, like, at what point does every time there's a free kick and Harry's like, all right, boys, step back. It's time for the (laughs) hurricane to come through. That people are like, you're going to hit it directly at the wall. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we have other players in our team that are much better at free kicks than you. you. And and also the other player that's really good at them has a very high profile. Like it's not like <laughs> definitely just let them do it, please.
1: It sounds I, like Kane is it's like he's channeling like a teenage boy just lying. Yeah. No, I am I I, I won 15 Fortnite games the other day. <laughs> no, you just won't hear when I, I did it. I I did it.
2: Trust me. I did yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got a girlfriend. She just goes to a different school.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Well, school holidays. Maybe we should catch up.
1: No, she's dif- different state. It's a different state that she's in.
0: Yeah, she's a boarder. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: boarding there. <laughs> and it's like Harry. This has got to. This come on. This has got to change. Um, at some stage, like because I'm, I, I think Gianni is proving his worth. That we've had. He's got. Like Johnny Vio could in a way be credited with more goals than Harry Kane this season. <laughs> so maybe yep. finally, finally Johnny, maybe, mm. you know, soon it'll be the time that, um, that Harry does not, <laughs> does not take them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's what we've scored, what, uh, seven headed goals, which not all from, uh, free kicks, but we scored eight last season.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Pretty it's amazing. amazing. And you see like we, we are seeing things like at the Leicester game, like, you know, decky plays it in, gets the ball back, cross the far post, Kane header. Mm. Uh, Dyer header. Dyer almost had another one. So it's it's definitely happening. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's this thing that I just need to let go of this idea that and, and just accept that Kane will always be taking free kicks while he's there. Um, because it's just uh it's not gonna change. But oh, so so good to see Sonny with his tail up and um, obviously just, you know, feeling a lot more confident now.
0: Mm. Well, how could you not after you get wrapped in those huge arms of Fraser <laughs> Forster post the game?
1: Oh, and it, it's amazing. So, like, yeah, if you haven't seen this, you can even just like do a getty images search and just put in Son heung Fraser Forster. And you'll just see that's from multiple games that they have these like beautifully just tight warm hugs afterwards. Mm. Um, and I know, you know, like we were disappointed when Galini left. At the end of last season, not for footballing reasons, but we lost our rapper. We lost mm. our like you know vibes guy. But it's like, well, Forster st- stepping back in. Mm. Um, and he's he's there. It's like he looks in a way like Son's Minder. Like he's also yeah. like his security guard as well, which is just like, but but they've just got a really close relationship
0: too. Mm. Well, it seems like they've made a decision back when we signed Joe Hart that. <laughs> That They're like, all right, so third keeper or second, you know, wh- whatever keeper in the, well, I guess Joe Hart was third, but Forster would be second, Um that it's going to be the vibes guy. And initially we went with Joe Hart, mega cringe, like the most cringe vibes guy ever. And then we got Galini who less cringe, still still pretty cringe, but enjoyably cringe. And now the third evolution, which is Fraser Forster vibes guy, seemingly minus cringe thus far, I'm sure there must be some, but.
1: Yeah, I look. I'll, I would, I hope there isn't, but there probably is. Mm. Like we'll finally get to, because, you know, there are rumors now that Hugo might not be right for the Northland Derby. So Fraser Forster might mm. need to step in. Um, and then let's just say he stepped in, had a really good game. Then we might get like a little, you know, five minute interview with Fraser Forster or something like that. And then maybe all the cringe stuff will come out then
0: will pour out of him. Yeah. it's <laughs> Before the game, I always drink six iced coffees from Starbucks. They're the best ones in the world. And then guess what? <laughs> I get on my hoverboard. You thought that no one rode those anymore? Guess what? I do. I'm Fraser Forster. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's
1: possible. It's entirely possible. I, I've still, I, how do you feel actually about on the game? about the prospect of seeing Forster in there?
0: I want to throw up. <laughs> it makes me want to vomit. Really? Yeah, I'm terrified.
1: What if, though, that is with, say, like it's with Romero, Dyer, light, or whatever you mm. your, your ideal sort of back three for us is in front of him?
0: Hor- terrified. Because... Still terrified? Not, and it's got nothing to do with him. It's that in previous seasons, our backup keeper has been Horrific. And so I'm just expecting more of the same when that's obviously not based on, like he might have a great game and I hope he does. But because of what we've had, I don't feel good.
1: Hmm. Counterpoint. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, was it last season when we played against Forster? And oh my goodness, did he show up that game? Um, apparently as well, he showed up against Arsenal last, last season as well. (laughs) Like, I I think you're, I definitely take your point and I think compared to previous keepers, um, yeah, I I think that there've been scenarios where it would just be like, yeah, nausea inducing to think of Mm. not having Hugo in goals. But I think Fraser is the best backup we've had in quite a while. And Mm. I think coming to us basically as a premier league keeper, um, I'm not too worried. I'm not too concerned. Um, And yeah, I I think it's, I don't know. It's definitely a a tough game to come into though, a North London derby. But, you know, he's old, he's experienced. um, At least he's not like a young, like, you know, 19 year old who's coming in and just get completely flustered at the, um, Mm. you know, the grandeur of the event.
0: Yeah. I mean, my feelings towards him playing, are uh, completely detached from reality. Like, you're right. <laughs> in terms of uh, our, like, backups, he's probably, you would think, the best one we've had in a while. Uh, but that doesn't take away from me feeling like he's going to have... It's just so, especially in a North London derby, it's so set up for the fill-in keeper to have to come in, or second keeper to come in, And then they do a couple of things that maybe – the other thing is that it's so unfair because if he makes any error, then he's going to be compared against Hugo Lloris at his absolute best. Like Mm. it won't be – and Hugo makes mistakes. All keepers make mistakes. And I'm just also – like, I think preparing for that, where if he like fumbles a ball, even if it doesn't end up in a goal, it'll be like, Fraser <laughs> Forster, he's coming, he's not match fit, he's not ready for the big leagues of Emirates Stadium.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, well, we're probably going to get a movie either way. And yeah. either it's going to be this beautiful underdog story of like Forster coming in and having an absolute blinder being this gigantic presence at the back, like we're sitting back the whole time and, you know, Arsenal, they, they revert to like, just trying to get crosses in the box to mm. tiny little Jesus and forces <laughs> just there towering over him, just gobbling everything up mm. or I don't know, we play a high line or something and he just gets completely exposed mm. or, and he just makes errors and fumbles everything mm. and he gets ridiculed as the worst keeper we've ever signed. So... There's probably not much
0: of a middle ground between the two of those. I hope Conte, regardless of how forced it does, I hope Conte punches Arteta in his Lego head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, look, that'd be great. Like it's, you know, we can have Conte fight with another manager this season.
0: That would be great. I want to see a scrap. Um, (laughs) What uh, is your prediction for the Derby? How do you think it's going to go? Um. Honestly, I haven't seen enough of Arsenal
1: this season to, to get a really good read on them. Um, mm. But I was a little bit intrigued because there was so much discourse about like, Arsenal haven't played a tough team, where they're going to be their first really tough matchup. And, but then whenever we have games, we're like, well, there's no easy games in the Premier League. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No easy games in the Premier League. Arsenal get a few wins. Oh, they're playing dross, aren't they? You'd expect to win all of them. Mm. Um, so I think it's really, really hard to read. But I did put out a Twitter poll just to go, hey, honestly, like, you know, other Spurs fans, like, how do you feel about Arsenal? Like, do you do you think that they're overperforming? Do you think they're actually doing really well? And the majority of people did seem to click on like, hey, they're actually doing pretty well. Mm. So I think that under Conte as well, I can't see us not showing up for a derby game like this, mm. um, given that we've also started well in terms of like, we're not losing and, um mm. and all that so i i think it will actually there's got the p- potential to be a really really good game um and yeah it's interesting to see like arsenal should be they're playing at home they should be up on their um up on their high horse like they'll want to come out pass the pass the ball into the goal and like control the game that way but that is what is just the perfect way for us to be setting up if they're going to do that um so I think I'm feeling pretty confident about it. That doesn't mean I think we're necessarily going to win, but I don't think we're going to lose.
0: Mm. How, where, where do you see? Yeah, I I reckon it's going to be two two,
1: mm.
0: and I think we're going to score two beautiful goals, uh, and I reckon they're going to score two absolute mongrel goals that are the result of it. <laughs> one an error. And two, just, like, chaos in the box and somehow it goes in. Um, I think that in terms of, you know, their how much they've been tested this season, they've played one team that you would consider to be part of the top six and they lost. So <laughs> I kind of am mm. like, well, let's see. You know, this is another. They haven't played anyone hard. Um I wonder if it's going to be the same result. And if it is, that is just beautiful. If the two, they play two teams that are in your traditional Sky 6 and both of them beat them, it's like you just absolute bunch of pretenders. <laughs> um, I really hope, yeah, that happens.
1: Well, yeah, I guess that does start pulling them back down to earth a little bit if that happens. Mm. So I, I desperately hope that that happens too. Mm. Um, on that, there was, there was an interesting thing So I... I was listening to um Football Weekly and they were talking about um you know a lot of title winning teams they they play sorry they get points against the bottom teams that's more important than necessarily getting points against uh, the top teams mm. um so I kind of looked into that a bit further and I was like I looked at the last 4 seasons mm. to sort of see how true does that actually reign like the teams that are finishing first and second are they actually just cleaning up against the other top 6 teams or you know, is, is that actually accurate that they they get most of their points against, they just don't lose and they win against all the bottom teams. And for the most part, it is actually true. Like the top six teams don't take as many points off each other as you think. um, And especially the first, second, third teams and that sort of thing. But it's really about not dropping points when you're, you know, playing like Bournemouth or when you're like going and playing like, you know, Everton or someone like that, like you really got to win those games. So mm. this also gives me a new sort of perspective of looking of looking at us. Whereas you know, even if we do lose this derby, it's still not the end of the world, and it doesn't mean necessarily that Arsenal are then are going to go in and walk the title either. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting to to sort of uh, you know see see the numbers and just see that how how few points the top teams actually end up with against each other and often they won't get more than, like, I don't know, like eight out of 18 points against, like, the mm. other sort of top four or five teams.
0: Mm. Yeah, that is, I was hoping you were going to say the opposite because I hate Football Weekly, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is interesting and I think you're right. Like, it's that consistency. It's not... It's not a season where there's finals as much as uh, Bowley would love that to happen. Um, it's you know it's it's a consistency across thirty eight games, and you've got to make sure that you're playing well across those. And this is so obvious. Why am I even saying this? Um, no, no, totally.
1: Yeah, but it's like you look at Liverpool last season; they got ninety two points overall, and against the other top four, so against City, Chelsea, and us. They only got had six. Sorry, they only had six points.
2: Mm.
0: So
1: it's six out of eighteen, and they still finished with ninety two. Mm. But against the bottom four, they won everything. Against the the you know the bottom eight, they only dropped like two points, mm. um, and they still ended up with ninety two. Mm. So City, for all of their worth, they got eight points. Like you know, there's there's points dropped there. So mm. yeah, definitely to the consistency across everyone else. Um, but I just think in the past, like we've often we've maybe made too much of, like, these big, these big games. Like, they feel really good to watch and, like, especially when we win and when we come back and beat City and all that sort of stuff. Like, it feels amazing from the spectacle of that. But I think in the past maybe we've given too much weight on, like, oh, we lost to this team. Oh, we're done for. We're Mm. just a tin pot club again Mm. Um, and all that. Whereas I see it, it's like, all right, no, let's just really make sure that we do the job against the scrap in the league,
0: basically. Mm. Yeah, you're totally right. And the reaction against the top six if we win or lose compared to, you know, like if we lose to Burnley like we did last season, of course, you know, there's going to be ramifications. Conte's going to come out, give up on football entirely during a (laughs) press conference, um, give all his assets away. But, like... The, those are the important games, which is interesting because, you know, we never won the league under Pochettino. And one of the things that, you know, we won away at Chelsea, which we hadn't done in 20 years or whatever it was. But then we'd also blow games against like, you know, uh, Burnley or Mm. West Brom or Newcastle. And those are the games you actually need to win to stay competitive. Like it needs to just be this constant, sort of ticking over, which is not reported on because it's not exciting. Like, it's like, well, they've been consistent. They have picked up maximum points, uh, you know, but then they only took eight from possible 18 or mm. whatever it is. Like, no, it's exciting if you beat City and you beat Arsenal and then you beat Chelsea and, you know, like even if you're dropping points to um, Bournemouth, like, mm-hmm. It's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, but I also hate Facebook, uh, I to say Facebook weekly, football weekly. So, Oh,
1: totally. Look, th- this was just a passing comment I, I heard on mm. there. They didn't, I, I took this and went into more detail with it, but they were just saying, mm. oh, you know, it's actually more important to beat the, like, the bottom teams.
2: Mm. Um,
1: but then, yeah, it's just like, like I said, when I went off and actually looked at the numbers around, I'm like, no, it actually is really interesting that if you win all your games against the bottom eight, that's 48 points, mm. um, and which is massive. <laughs> which mm. is massive. You could theoretically beat like lose to the top half of the table almost. Um and then clean up against everyone else and you're in a pretty good position of like uh you need to get some wins at the top up. But you know what I'm saying like it's mm. it's um yeah, it'll be interesting. I just hope that like, you know, whatever happens with this game, um we we need to go into it knowing that Arsenal are a decent side at the moment and uh even though you said look look they've their first challenge they have had a loss. Um, but I think even though it's having some sort of like, um, giving them some sort of respect, which I hate even saying the words out of my mouth, um, because I feel like if we went into this game a bit too overconfidently, especially the Emirates, um, yeah, we could be in a little bit of, uh, of trouble. It'd be interesting to see though, how attacking we do set up. Mm.
0: um, Yeah. I wonder, I think it was windy on the extra inch it was like, imagine if we rock up, they're expecting us to play a mid to low block and then try and counter. And then we just play this real like possession style football and they're like, <laughs> we don't know what to do. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I hope that we destroy them, but you know, history suggests at the Emirates that that's sort of not something that happens. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it as much as I'm feeling sick about it. Um, I just, it's such a different, we've spoken about this on this pod many times, but the Chelsea game, like I hate them. Mm-hmm. But Arsenal, I hate them in such a different way. It's such a different brand of hate. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I feel like whenever the, if it's Chelsea or Arsenal, when the game is impending, I f- I'm like, this is the worst version of that hate. <laughs> like, but yeah, oh god, I just like, and having to play at their stadium as well with their horrible little red seats and their st- <laughs> stupid fans, like, oh god. Yeah, well, I
1: I hope that you know from the players who did play in the 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 Nuno one last year that oh that is that performance is still burned in their memory. It's really yeah. that first half because, like, that second mm. half it wasn't. Well, it mm. was not as bad, but that first half, I hope that is sort of burning the memory of, like, we don't want to feel this way again. Mm. And, yeah, look, I mean, look, Conte... Look, I know, look, last week we spoke about formations, and we're like, oh, are we going to see, you know, the th- the three in midfield with, like, Basuma, Benteco, are we going to see that anytime soon? And it's like, that would be the, the formation which would really kind of, like, open this game right up. Um, especially because I'm pretty sure... There's been um, news coming out that Thomas party might be out for the derby, um, which would be great. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like I feel like Conte's is too—he's he's too safe to like go into it, uh, playing that. Like I think we are going to see just still two in in the middle and three up front, and hopefully getting decky back in to start. I think he please, would be a better one to start Conte, in this please. one. Please, yeah, and it, so. I I feel it's like if you're playing like Football Manager, this is the sort of game where you go, I'm going to try out a crazy formation and really try and confuse them. Um, but it's like I just can't see Conte doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 feeling pretty good. I'm I'm looking forward to the game, and it's on at a beautiful time for us here in Australia as well. 9:30 p.m.
0: Yeah, it's unreal. It's like they've uh, they've catered it just for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see some – do you remember? I think it was first season Pochettino. No, 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 I'm wrong. Second season Pochettino. We went to the Emirates and uh, we warmed up in a – I think it was a uh, four at the back or it was either a three at the back but then lined up the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, that is just the most petty – brilliant piece of like espionage to be like (laughs) yep we're warming up in this one don't worry about it and then line up yeah and we did get the jump on them in that game i remember i think it ended up being a draw in the end but um we were leading i think there's just this like it's similar to stanford bridge where there's this curse where if we if we score first even if we go two up i'm still gonna be like they're gonna score junk time goals in the eighty seventh and then ninety third minute, and it's gonna be a draw <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh yeah definitely i um, I think that like kind of what happened last season at um when uh, holding got sent off, um it's like we we kind of need those sort of situations to to make these games like safe early on like if mm. if someone get if they get an early red card. And we've already scored or something like that. It's like, okay, now we're in a pretty good spot now. Um, we're gonna be okay. But yeah, I agree. It's like you get two goals up, even at three. If this was three-nil at half time, I would still be like, mm, I'm, I'm still wary <laughs> of like oh yeah, for sure. What can happen because these games carry so much heat, so um yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how it how it plays out.
0: Mm. Should we um I know we've got so much more beautiful content here, but um, should we finish on some questions now, um, from, uh, the discord?
1: We should finish. Uh, yeah, we should finish on some questions. There's probably one of these extra content things that I think we should just discuss. Yeah, sure. Um, being the, the chess scandal that has taken <laughs>
0: over mm. the mm. world. This is the most important one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's
1: like, we've got all these Spurs topics to cover. It's <laughs> like, well, Mourinho is now in a music video with Stormzy. <laughs> yeah, mm. no, we'll push that to next week. Mm. Um, Marseille fans have got banned from... This is like... A, this seems like a quick, like, news news yeah. broadcast. They were going, Marseille fans have been banned from, like, the return fixture when we
0: go to play Marseille, so maybe there'll be no one in the stadium there. And isn't that shocking, considering when they played us, uh, they had a banner that said Marseille skinheads that they held up. Yeah. I just can't believe that. It's
1: a real surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a, the a bit Spursy like news minute <laughs> mm. um Harry Kane's on TikTok that's cool we'll see what happens there um and yeah the the anal bit so this is very like adjacent to football it's, mm. but there's um it was just such a bizarre thing that uh it's like in, in the chess world so Magnus Carlsen is world number one um genius genius player and he lost against someone who's kind of a bit of an unknown guy And Magnus Carlsen accused this other guy of like cheating, but there was no other evidence apart from his theory of he's put vibrating anal beads in his ass and someone is controlling them to give him tips on what move to make. Hmm. (laughs) And it is just like the most far-fetched thing. And I guess like tying this into the Spurs world is if we beat Arsenal, like this is the type of thing you could see Arteta coming out after the game. Yeah. And accusing like, well, the thing you have to look at is, did, did Harry Kane have anal beads in his ass that Conte <laughs> yeah.
0: was controlling? We have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that uh, what they scored five past us and, uh, you know, it's uh, what we got three players sent off. But I think it's mostly to do with the anal beads. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's like parateacher his phone is the one that controls the the anal beads that are in all of our players. Um, and that's, it's just screaming through that, uh, through that process. It could happen. I would like to, I would be, I, I don't know if I'd say I'd be happy if we got found out for cheating and that was the reason, but if there was an it just absolutely insane, like reason that we cheated and how we tried to execute it. And it was something that like Conte and Paratici had like cooked up together.
0: Mm. I would find that very, very enjoyable and entertaining. It would be. I mean, this is very, if Mourinho did this, I'd be like, yep. I would be sh- <laughs> I would be shocked um, uh, if especially during the Mourinho at Manu, where he was like I must tell Luke Shaw everywhere he must run
2: yeah.
0: like it's like so now I stopped doing that I just put anal beads and I vibrate them yeah. it's just such a wild <laughs> theory like because I remember the new when it came out and he was like this guy's cheated and it was sort of like well I'm not going to say how. So then, and then he was like, but actually I reckon it's because he's got anal. Like, how does that (laughs) even work? Like, Morse code to be like, you need to move the knight to E4 or what? (laughs) Like, how? Like, is he mumbling moves to himself or like? I don't know.
1: It's so, it's so bizarre. And it's like, the funny thing is, is that the guy that he played, Hans Neiman, So he's only 19. Um, he has admitted to cheating online before, like when playing chess online, he's cheated. Um, His coach, um, who's like a former grandmaster or champion or whatever, um, I think has been banned from playing chess online for cheating and also is like embezzled a whole bunch of money in Russia at like some magnesium plant or something like that. But the the ridiculous thing is because you have those little admissions of cheating in the past, it gives more credence to like, maybe he has used anal beads <laughs> in your mind, which is ridiculous because it's the most like, surely if you're working out a way to cheat in a, in anything,
0: anal beads has to be the last thing that you're going to consider, vibrating mm. anal beads. Mm. I mean, Dan, like, let's break it down. I mean, ultimately, haven't we all used anal beads to cheat at some point, you know?
1: (laughs) This is the whole point of raising this is like, I finally want
0: your admission, Barney, that you cheated (laughs) cheated. using anal beads. The one time I beat you at FIFA. Yeah. (laughs) I did have anal beads in and, uh, (laughs) yeah, they were telling me what to do.
1: Yeah, that's right. I saw your mates in the corner, just huddled Mm. over a little computer, like tapping some Morse
0: code away. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Sorry about that. I could have just given them the controller yeah. considering we were in different rooms, but no. I decided not to do that. I feel like there's, there's gotta be, you know, there's gotta be some
1: other stories. Like I would love it actually, if, if, if anyone listening to this, if you know of any like cheating scandals in in the world of football, mm. um, or I guess in anything, um, mm. let us know. Cause I would be really intrigued to know if there are other incidents which have gone down these, you know, ridiculous, like, conspiracy type theories of how someone has cheated and and if anyone actually got found out, um, for doing so, because I I just can't get my head around this.
0: (laughs) Oh, the thing that I hope post this, we, if, if there's ever sort of like an admission or if there's not, we get a documentary that sort of goes into the world of chess and cheating and all that kind of stuff really. And we don't get a Netflix series that fictionalizes the whole thing. And then we get some like, even though they're European, um, we instead get American actors and they're like, yeah, I cheated. Yeah. yeah I cheated. Yeah. I put anal beads in my ass and cheated. <laughs> but the thing is my brother, he's very sick. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I would have cheated too, man. Wow. If my brother was sick, I would have cheated also.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> oh, that was for your brother. Oh, far out, man. Solidarity.
0: Yeah. Wow. I really connect with this anti-hero. Yeah. It's so, no.
1: <laughs> no, I do hope. Yeah. That we get a European produced one, which is just honestly, Magnus Carlsen, just like, well, I went through every single option in my head and I, <laughs> I had it on my wall drawn up. And the only thing that he could have cheated with was anal
0: beads. So I had to call <laughs> him out on it. <laughs> I don't appreciate having to uh, make these claims, but uh, it is probably the case.
2: Yeah.
1: And then what, I think what has also happened is like the, the guy, he said, oh, look, I'll play naked if you want me to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I just love the
1: idea that like, maybe the chess association, you know, the world chess association, whatever that, they're like, you know what? Yeah, actually let's do this. Mm. So the next <clears throat> game, the players are both naked and they're checked for anal bees before they play. And that's how we're going to restore uh,
0: restore some some respect. Yeah, the back world. on chest. But like, if he's naked, if he just puts the anal beads up far enough, you won't be able to tell anyway. Like, it, yeah. they're going to have to do an investigation to totally. see if he's got them in there. Totally. I, I would, um, I
1: would love to if maybe it comes out after this, that Magnus Carson's brother has started like a vibrating anal bead company. And this is oh. all just like a big ruse to like provide promo for that. Because like, we could bring this into football. You could have, you know, referees, they've got the watch that vibrates when the goal goes over the line. Mm. Why mm. not just say, you know, look. The watches aren't working properly. You get distracted. You look at the time, you know, you Mm. forget to go back to the goal technology thing. So we're Mm. just going to give you this anal bead to
0: put in. Mike Dean, you're constantly (laughs) looking at the time and the weather and we've had enough. And so now we're stripping you of the watch and we're giving you anal beads that will vibrate if the ball goes over the line. Yeah. Is there no other way we can do this? Yeah. No.
1: No. Our tests have shown this is the most surefire way for you to, to not miss a
0: goal. Oh my god. It's so extreme. There are so many other ways, surely, that someone could cheat, rather than anal beat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's ridiculous. Um it's ridiculous. But yeah, sorry, Bunny. Like uh Lisa, we finish off with a couple of very quick questions we have from the Discord. Great. Um, from
0: uh excellent uh uh Discord citizen and listener, Conte Season. Um do you think goalkeepers ever get lonely or feel left out during goal celebrations? There will be the occasion where they will join in like that night in Ajax, but in general, do they cheer for their teammates on their own or maybe with a few fans near the goal area?
1: Yeah. I think from what I've seen in the past, like if it it probably just depends on where the fans are. So like Mm. if you're playing away and the fans are behind the goal, or even if you're playing at home and you've got your fans behind your goal, the keepers usually turn around and like, Chuck their hands up and like, sort of celebrate with them. Mm. Um, but I think you'd have to sort of feel left out if you're a keeper. Oh, it'd
0: suck. Yeah. It'd be awful. Like everyone's celebrating and then you're standing there being like, not only am I the only one that can use me hands. (laughs) Now everyone's (laughs) celebrating without me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm. God, I'm
1: so alone. Yeah, totally. It actually doesn't make much sense when you think about it because you'll get some centre-backs and stuff like sprinting three quarters of the pitch to go Mm. celebrate. Like when Son scored uh, and, you know, broke his six-game drought, which wasn't really that long anyway. But Mm. like everyone else sprinted over to him. um, (laughs) Then it's like, Hugo, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you could make the trip. (laughs) It's not (laughs) that much further than the centre-backs. And then when you reset for the kickoff, they've got to come back anyway. The keepers should also be pretty, like, fit. Like, they should be able to get that run in without being tired and then come back.
0: Um, Do you think every time it's because they're like, I couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't make it. If I run, it would be a great celebration, but I won't make it back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> couldn't make the distance. It was too far. My ticker, <laughs> you know, my ticker's I've got
0: problems. <laughs> heavy is the head. that <laughs> Heavy are the hands that wear the gloves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like
1: maybe they could just be like, you know, you've got those really fake flaky friends who are just never going to come to anything. Mm. And they're like, yeah, I'll be there. And then it's like, oh, I couldn't make it. And that was it. And mm. I wonder if after the game, you know, Sonny's like, oh, Hugo, did you, you didn't come mm. over like everyone else did. He's like, oh, I couldn't make it. I couldn't make mm. it, mate. No, I was uh, busy.
0: I'm so sweaty. Oh, it's funny, uh, Hugo, because remember that time that you came and screamed at me before we left the pitch? Yeah. Um, you made it then. Oh yes, that was a different time. I'm. Oh uh, yes, I, I had something on. Sorry,
1: <laughs> you had something on. I had something on at that
0: minute. <laughs> I scored three goals. Well, it was a very busy day for me. Very busy day for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. is it? What is? Uh, you might be able to clarify this because I can't remember what the rule is. But there is a rule that after you score and everyone celebrates, there has to be someone on that on your side of the pitch to prevent a restart or, or someone has to, and I'm thinking about, you know, that Danny Rose, that famous Danny Rose goal Mm. on his debut where he scores with the volley and he runs back. Maybe it's the opposite. He runs back towards the Spurs goal and then someone stands in their half because they can't restart with them standing in the half or something.
1: Ah, okay. Um, no, I'm with you now. Um, that probably makes sense, I'd say. Like hmm. if the rest of the team, initially I was thinking there was some rule where it's like, you were saying someone has to stay in the half. So like if the team's celebrating, then Hugo isn't allowed to go into the half and celebrate. <laughs> like he has to stay there. Otherwise the goal's disallowed or something. Um, but no, no, I, I understand this now. Um, that, that makes sense to me. If someone said that the other team can kick off again, as soon as everyone's back in their half, they don't have to wait for anything else. That wouldn't mm. surprise me if that was like a loophole that had been exploited with like a quick kickoff. Mm. Um but yeah, I wonder if that's actually a thing. It'd be really interesting to see if that has been exploited in the past at some stage. Um, sounds
0: like I've got a long night on Google.
1: (laughs) Well, I love when you phrase this as well. You phrase it to me as if like, this was right up my alley of something I would have spent my free time looking into.
0: (laughs) I assume this is your favorite rule, Dan. I just want to know. Dan, you like looking up stupid rules. Um, (laughs) try this one out. (laughs) I, um, sent my partner a screenshot of animals native to Greece and i was like isn't <laughs> what a, i was like what an interesting collection of animals and she replied with why would you look this up and i, I really did have a moment cuz where where i was like why did i do that yeah.
1: <laughs> i mean it's did you actually actively look that up or does it yes. just present itself to you somewhere on the internet when you were looking at something else
0: no I, I looked it up oh okay because i was like well i know there's used to be lions in macedonia um what are the animals in greece <laughs> <laughs> I would love that if you look at your search history
1: and it's just like every country in the world, you're just looking through this and it's like, you just get them, look at them, have a
0: bit of a chuckle, then search the next one. It's my search history is like, uh, animals native to Greece, biggest birds. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> uh, and then it will be like, uh, amphibious, uh, animals in the Amazon, yeah. biggest anaconda. <laughs> Shark fighting crocodile. Like that is my search history. <laughs> it's, yeah. That is that is amazing. Um, mm.
1: Please send me through this this Edibles Dave to Grease Photo. I would love to see it,
0: it. I absolutely will. I um, Hopefully I've still got it um, on here. I'll send it right now. You'll see that it's fantastic animals. <laughs> it's um, beautiful. Uh, but the uh, second question, while I do that, do you want to read the second question? Again from Conte Season. Uh, when I first saw uh,
1: Cootie, Aggressively smacking Dyer after he scored versus the Saints. And if anyone uh, doesn't remember that, um, Dyer scored, and then uh, Romero basically just started bashing Dyer. <laughs> um, uh, I thought it was a cheeky one-off thing, but after seeing Dyer, Emerson, and Cootie doing it to Højbjerg versus Fulham, I was quite amused. Is it some kind of goal-scoring tradition the players have adopted? Now, I also noticed, in addition to this, Perisic did it to someone. Well, I can't remember who it was. It could have been Son. Um, but he kicked them like after they scored and went up and it's like, it's, it's, I think it's a thing. I think, uh, is on something here that it's a thing that's happening, but I really don't know who in the squad has started this. Um, Mm. I would be
0: very fascinated, um,
1: to learn (laughs) who's, who's brought this tradition in.
0: Well, the slapping started under Mourinho. They were slapping the head. Um, I was at under Mourinho. Yeah, that was when it first started. But now they're, like, absolutely beating the shit out of each other. That's new. like Because (laughs) (laughs) Romero took it to the absolute next level when he was just throwing haymakers at Dyer after he scored. (laughs) It's like getting him in the kidneys and stuff. Yeah, it was insane. And it wasn't one. It was, like, a few hits in there. Yeah, I'm not sure what this is. I would love to... You know how, like... um, there was a phase where footballers on social media would always post. I can't remember what the emoji was. It was like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, this is a whole nother level where it's like, they're trying to give each other organ damage after they score. Yeah. Like I really would. I mean, I'm sure eventually it will come up and it will be something like, yeah, well, cause like, um, cause everyone's been eating spaghetti in the, in the rooms. And so then we just thought like, well, what do you do a piece of spaghetti? You twirl it up. And what's similar to a twirl a punch? Like that's not <laughs> similar at all. What do you... There'll be some, or it'll be like one time we went to a restaurant and um, we all ate spicy food and we were like, that's what it feels like when you score a goal. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Like it could be some weird in joke that makes no sense.
1: There, there has to be some, there has to be some reason behind this. I could also picture someone like Romero where he's like, "What we've done is we've started Fight Club at the training ground, and <laughs> yeah. whenever someone scores a training, we wait till the coaches go and we beat the shit out of them in the in the change room." <laughs> no, it's not toxic at all. Don't worry. No, it's fun. It's it's good. It's, it's so club. funny. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like we wanted to find a way which we could do this on the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's just like maybe it's their warm up shots. So Romero mm. going in is kind of like. I'm going to beat the shit out of you later. (laughs) And that's why they're looking cheeky about it. That's why Perisic, when I think it was, he was kicking sod, it was the same thing. Mm. And it's just, and and Perisic is like, I'm pretty sure he's done like kickboxing or something as well. Um, Mm. But yeah, it is weird. It's so weird. weird. It's weird. Uh, Whatever bonds them together, but also get some, I don't know, get some other hobbies like movie club with Kane, Doherty, and Dyer.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's, you know how, like, you see, when was the last time it happened? I think it was when Lingard scored against us for West Ham and the whole team did this, like, really lame, like, band celebration or something. Like, would you rather our players, like, coordinate horrible, you know, or the, the Holland thing where he, like, sits down and does this, like, weird kind of meditation? Mm. Or would you rather they just beat the shit out of each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder as well, if FIFA going to bring this on the game? Cause you know,
1: like it's so annoying when you're playing people online and they, they do this like stupid celebration after mm. they score against you,
0: but then if they, is this going to make it in? <laughs> it I hope so. Oh my God. I would pay an extra 30 to $40 EA Sports if you include the Tottenham Hotspur players beating yeah. the life out of each other after it.
1: Oh. It could be a little sub game. Cause like they've already got it from NHL. Cause I'm always... Mm astounded that when you play NHL games, like you can actively kick off with another player and like and then like you can kick off with them and just start beating them. And then you it like the screen changes and it get into like a Mortal Kombat type fight. (laughs) And you're like, hang on, we're playing a hockey game here. And I know that fighting happens in it, but it's just weird Mm. that it's like they go to that level of like really including it in the game in that sense. So maybe that's what could happen here that um you get to that, you score, you unlock that, and then it's a fight with just two Spurs players against each other.
0: <laughs> that would be fantastic. I've watched that clip of Cootie smacking Dyer quite a few times because I'm yeah. so baffled by it because it just <laughs> is so random and he's hitting him so hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> totally. And look, this
1: is, why, <laughs> this is why Spurs aren't allowed to have, like, the VR concussion headsets. Yeah. Because, like, yep. we know that you just use them. Like on each other. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hit me again. Am I concussed yet? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not what this is designed for. It's a very serious thing. You've got to stop beating each other up.
0: I'm surprised it hasn't been reported in sort of more mainstream media outlets, where it's like the Tottenham players, as a celebration, are hitting each other. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is weird. It's like we said. It's weird. weird
1: it is bizarre um i just think we need we need ali gold or someone to raise the question mm. to conte or um I don't know. if anyone bumps into a player please ask them
0: <laughs> we want to know what's going on um mm. maybe i'll ask i'll see i'll message ali gold does he have his dms open i don't know um or i'll tweet at him and be like excuse me <laughs> I understand you're doing all this reporting, but could you please tell us why?
1: <laughs> why? Why is this going on? You'll mm. be like, any questions for the North London Derby? Um, yep, <laughs> question here. Why do Spurs players beat each other up when they score? <laughs> yeah. It's so odd. <laughs> um, but look, hey, if they... if if they're doing it and if it's, if they it's, it's fun. I don't know if it sends out a great message, if it gets like mm. more violent and intense and like, mm. cause there's something kind of a bit toxic about it. when you think about mm. it? Um, but yeah, well, let, let's see, let's see. Hopefully we can find out some answers on why this is happening.
0: Oh, love to know. Um, well, that's us for the international break. Um, it's been a, it's been a wonderful time. Thank you, <laughs> Um, We'll be back after the North London Derby, hopefully in good spirits. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we go?
1: No, I think this is great. Um, and yeah, look, that, that's, that's good. We're either going to get messages of like, hey guys, really love it when you don't actually have much football stuff to talk about and you do this. Or we're going to mm. get messages like, guys, maybe next international break, just take a week off. Just
0: maybe just, uh, maybe not release an episode. Yeah, you don't have to release one weekly. It's okay. I really survive. <laughs> <What's the> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I really didn't vibe on the anal beads uh yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Look, to be fair, if anyone listens to
1: our, our podcast and has uh issues with that that's uh Well, like that guy commented on, on Twitter of like the Australian guys, not funny in my mind. <laughs> oh, that's right. What did he, oh, what was it?
0: There, that was hilarious. Yeah. But then he was like, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Was that that guy?
1: <laughs> that, was a, no, that was a separate guy. A separate guy was oh, like, right, right, no, right, right, I don't right, like
0: your part. Po- like, you know, that's, just,
1: no, that was a stupid piece of artwork. And then we're like, oh, we're just being silly. And it's like, okay, I'll yeah. give it a
0: listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually quite, you know, that's very good. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. Whether the review from that other guy was, that was brutal. That was brutal.
1: I just hope there's yeah. this, like, if there was some algorithm that, like, kicked in based on, like, you know, it scrolls podcasts and it listens, and then suddenly we start just getting all these fake like porn accounts on Twitter following us <laughs> because they're like, look at this podcast episode. They've spent 20 minutes talking about anal beads.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's
1: get on that. Hey, everyone, let's get on that. There'll be some
0: stuff. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Let's sell, sell, sell.
1: <laughs>
0: look, we can add it to the merch list. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do Mania, uh shirts, hats, whatever. Um, and then we're also going to do a bit Spursy, most romantic medal in sports, a bit Spursy medal, Anal beads. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. In the shape of a medal, which Beautiful. you could just, there you
0: go. Um, oh God. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to say my name at the end of this, but um, I've been Barney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. For legal reasons, we are mm. John and Jason.
0: <laughs> John and Jason, or, or um, what are our alter egos? Uh, all I know is I'm the flange. Oh, you're, you're Razor. Flange. Razor and the flange. I'm Razor. Yeah. I'm Razor. I'm the flange. And come on, you Spurs.
1: You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.